Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Well, there are a lot of things that Peter Vale and I learned, and I'm continuing to learn about the nature of practice. One very prominent aspect of a person in practice who is achieving increasingly challenging results over period of time and arriving with more success than failure is alignment is are they aware of the gifts that they have that they've developed and they continue to develop so so that they will choose settings contexts in which they can flourish and the answer is not always in fact not enough really for the kind of extraordinarily results that we'd love to have people be achieving these days. So learning that Caitlin has stepped out and started and founded her own business called careers over coffee. Great name. And what she's doing, you'll hear about. So I'm not going to tell you a whole lot except to say that she gets it and she helps people figure out how to find that alignment, present themselves to earn it. And then once they're in the job that really favors them the best, they can reach back and thank Caitlin for her job being well done. So careers over coffee. My former student, once Caitlin, Caitlin McManus, and now Caitlin Gonzalez. (laughs) Caitlin Gonzalez, and I don't remember what her name was before, Gonzalez, uh, forgive me, Caitlin, but I'll I'll always remember her her great laugh, which I hope you just heard, (laughs) and uh, I'm sort of a bubbly spirit that now it has been oh we we figured at least eight years or so since we saw each other and she came quickly to mind um uh, because like a lot of the students i've introduced you to they were at a point in their lives where they needed to lay out a path forward after working so hard and saving and investing to earn a degree and uh, while we did have a placement center and all the other accoutrements, I believe that a role of a conscientious faculty member in a school of business is to keep an ear to the ground where the opportunities lie and then be willing to not just write a letter, but pick up a phone and say, hey, you should consider so-and-so. And I was found that very easy to do with Caitlin. And uh, so we're going to hear in a few moments where she went when she left central Connecticut state university, but she's wherever she left and was she's back. And she's the founder of a very enticing sounding new business careers over coffee. Is that the way, is that correct? Yes. Yep. Career over coffee. Why don't we start there? Because we can't say that and then ask you to go back to what your life was like in Signer and all the other things, but Let's start with that vision. Um, Sure. Careers over coffee. Sure. 
it was kind of a long time coming slowly, slowly throughout my, my career that I did have in IT at Cigna. I, I could kind of almost start at the beginning a little bit because of how it leads in, but let's do it. Yeah. However you want to go. I got to know what that means. Cause <laughs> I do like coffee and I do love the fact that you're helping people with careers. So. Yes. Yes. So I, I did start at Cigna. I graduated into their technology early career development program, mm -hmm. which is a three-year program that essentially accelerates your career in to develop it to become more of a leader within the company in pretty much three years so during that time i was realizing that i really liked more of the human resource side of things mm. a lot <laughs> so i was doing a lot of volunteer work in that program to help kind of get back to it with recruiting interviewing going to different universities and doing career fairs, mock interviews. I was really loving that and helping students also find this program and get into the program. But again, the program was very technical, very technically based. So for the next couple of years of my career after that program, I was in the IT organization doing a lot of project management and um, I did some agile coaching things of that nature. And again, I just really was like, man, I really miss doing more of the human resource side of things. I really, really liked that. I loved helping people find careers they love. And I was starting to kind of feel a little stuck in mind because it wasn't my, my true passion per se. Mm -hmm. being in mm -hmm. IT. So yeah. I remember one day I applied probably for the last time <laughs> to an HR role and they said, basically, listen, if you really want to join human resources, you got to leave and you have to come back. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's yeah. like, here's this golden bird in a cage. And, you know, <laughs> if, if you really want a bigger cage, then you got to leave this one and try to find your way back. And we'll try to remember, have the door open for you in a new cage. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Don't get more experience. Maybe you can come back. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Even though I've been doing all the volunteer work and trying, you know, to kind of break yeah. over that bridge, they, they, they wanted me to come back with a bit more experience. So mm. I said, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to find ways to get back into human resources and really, really go into that area. So I picked up one of my other passions that I've had truly since childhood, which is writing. Mm -hmm. and use that along with my background helping people with interviewing and just in general helping job seekers land jobs by creating something called career over coffee in february 2021 so it's only a few months old yeah and i left cigna to jump all the way into that and what i do with that is resume writing linkedin coaching working with job seekers who have been laid off, especially during the pandemic or just are realizing they need something different. A lot of people are realizing they want something different throughout the pandemic and helping them navigate that to land a job because 
it's kind of tricky out there. <laughs> well, life without one is very tough. So let me ask a, a, an old Yankee question. <laughs> Since you left the check twice a month world yeah. uh, to start this business and you're helping people, some of whom may not have much money to spend on your time, uh, what, how are you going to make enough money to live in the style to which I'm accustomed? <laughs> which is, you know, pretty nice retirement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I do, I offer, I think pretty competitively priced packages, mm -hmm. um, with my certification, some, some career, service companies with the certification that I picked up when starting this business, you know, they can be upwards of like a thousand dollars a package oh, starting, Lord. which can be a little pricey. And, and with no promise that there's a job at the end of the last time you make your last payment. Right. I mean, in yeah. a way. You, yeah. Yeah. I can't promise that. Exactly. It's a bit of a, no, you can't ethically, but in reality, the, we're just coming out of, where they're actually taking stock now, uh, the mid to larger employees saying, well, what I'm reading is that there's a percentage who said, no, I'm not coming back to that work. Exactly. So that, that opens up some chairs if they decide they want to fill those chairs. And then there are other changes, but I was hoping not to be rude to ask you that question, but I have had in the podcast and direct experience with quite a few folks who are following their passion and they're making initially a sacrifice of yeah. uh, sorts and investment. Uh, so this, this prospect that you offer uh -huh. over coffee, <laughs> do you pay for the coffee? <laughs> <laughs> now, are you doing this? You're doing this largely with zoom? Mostly with zoom with local people. I'll meet up with them. I'm happy to meet up with them. Now the pandemic's getting, you know, a little, a little better. Um, things are starting to open back up more. I've met with a couple clients in person over, you know, at a coffee shop locally, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and to answer your question, you know, further, yes, it's definitely a sacrifice. <laughs> so I also am working part-time right now just to kind of fill in the, the blanks a little bit if I have any blanks as I build this business because it takes some time to um, at a company called Randstad Rysmart, hmm. which is a talent mobility firm. I believe it is Dutch. Oh, wow. Yes. And um, I'm a resume writer there. So companies will purchase like an outplacement package. Mm -hmm. They're doing layoffs. And part of that package is working with a career coach and a resume writer. So I'm doing that part-time too. So helping through. Yeah. I figured you were, were your uh, entrepreneurial spirit. And I'm glad to hear <laughs> that, you know, that, that gives you a base and, uh, mm -hmm. and you're building the business. Now, how are you uh, getting the word out? I saw you on LinkedIn. I said, wait a minute. That's not the Caitlin I know. Her name is Gonzalez. My Caitlin was, what was your first name before? McManus. Caitlin McManus, Gonzalez was well, so close, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I did see, you know, you posted on LinkedIn since you now are showing people how to use it to effectively. There's no question that it worked for you because I noticed. And then we connected, we used the messaging. 
yeah. How else are you, uh, are we, the world, going to learn uh, either uh, for ourselves or for our friends or for our grandchildren, for some of us who are our age, who are really trying not just to get it. It's wonderful to have a job, no mm -hmm. question. But I think one of the trends that I believe in mm -hmm. is that we've learned through pandemic time how valuable our life is. Yes. And our time is. Yes. Particularly the time we can now invest beyond what someone's paying for in our own well being, in some fun and some growth. So this is going to be people who, over coffee, want you to help them find a job that is far more fulfilling, even if it's not the, you know, I'm not going straight to be a VP, but I do want to work as you started out in IT world. I want to work where, um, I can be a stereophonic person versus someone who's monaural. In other words, just hiring me for a slice of me. And then I'm feeling the rest of me is, un, is not being heard. Um, so does that sound like the kind of folks you're trying to help who want to be heard stereophonic? Absolutely. In their roles. Absolutely. Absolutely. After a couple of years of, just not feeling passionate about what I was doing. That can really, that can really get to you and your motivation and the mm. kind of value that you're even bringing. And it took some time to realize that, you know, like you said, life is so short and we truly are all given gifts mm -hmm. that we need to be, we need to be using because we don't have, you know, forever to share them. And you feel so much better and more fulfilled every day if you're able to notice what your gifts are and use them and have a place where you can use them. So that's truly, that was such a big part of opening Career Over Coffee and getting into career services and resume writing and bridging that gap so that people can not only find something more fulfilling, but actually have the tools they need to get there. Because getting from point A to point B, it's nice to be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to have a more fulfilling job. I want to do that. But it's like, well, that's a nice idea. How, how am I going to do that? Yeah. Well, where are the yeah. Lego pieces? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's not his journey. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been um, working initially with my mentor and former teacher, Peter Vale. Uh, and since his passed away, I've been continuing to work on just what you said a few moments ago. We feel that there are a whole lot of people out there who are doing things that they do not think of as a practice or even something that's in quotes marketable. They just are otherwise aware of other things, but they don't have the, that um, drive that we see in people who do have that awareness. So for example, athletes, who know their gifts and seek an, an environment, a context within which they can uh, perform and flourish. So that group of people are extremely fortunate. But when you're working with people who maybe have been uh, come out of a world where they knew they weren't being fulfilled, but they still don't quite know what they have to offer. What's, what's your way of getting them to see um, what they're somewhat unaware of about themselves? So I can share what I did. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good place to start. Because I was like, man, you know, for a while I was really feeling stuck. I knew I liked to do the HR work, but 
what did I really want to do with my life? I had no idea. And I started by taking, have you, I'm sure you've heard of the Myers-Briggs personality test. Sure. <laughs> so I took that test just to see kind of more of what my values are, what my, what actually motivates me. Sometimes understanding what motivates you and, and by taking something like a personality test like Myers-Briggs or the Gallup Strength Finder mm -hmm. or and there's so there's so many I think there's like a disc assessment disc assessment yeah yeah so many that you can take to kind of see what actually motivates you what your values really are not only in work but in life and how you can mesh those together so I did that and got my results and I said okay well now what <laughs> and there but there's so many resources that you can can look at with your results to see what kind of jobs are are best for you what are your, your strengths? Where would you really thrive? And having that extra guidance and helping my clients go through that and see this is where you would be a really great fit. Light bulbs can start to go off. That, that sounds kind of interesting. And then sounds you can good. start to make a plan. So mm -hmm. mine, for example, was a writer. And I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Write a, like a best-selling novel next week. And like, <laughs> what do I do with that? Um, but I, I was like, well, yeah, you know, I forgot how much I always loved to write. And Myers-Briggs reminded me of that, how much I used to love to write. And then with a little extra research and coming up with a plan, you can really piece together all the different things that you value in your life to create, create something. You can truly create something. You don't have to feel um, stuck in, in a box. Sometimes it helps to just kind of take a step back and put all your values together. Absolutely. That's, that's really helpful for anyone who's listening. I'm curious uh, what you saw in your profile, Miles, in your Miles Briggs profile that said writer. Writer. So okay. I'm an INFJ. That was my result. So introverted, intuitive, feeling, and judging. judgment which isn't judging people. I can't remember exactly what the J is. Oh, no. but judging <laughs> isn't just like, oh, you're not good. And I am judge judging as I recall is yeah. that you want closure that, right. you know, while you're all those things, you want to pull something together. Uh, you're not satisfied if things continue to stay fluid. And, and now there's writing because essentially it's not written until it's done. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's a resume or a novel and take it from me. I know that uh, <laughs> the hard way, um, but that's cool. And then there's a plan. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you know, for anybody who is listening and they're curious about it, if you type in your result to Google, for example, there's again, mm -hmm. a lot of resources and it will give you a whole list of jobs where people thrive, depending on what your results are. They might have like also counselor or librarian, all these types of things where somebody with all my values and my way of, you know, functioning in the world would, would do best. Yeah. And there's a lot out there. Now I want to flip over though, because you're, you're, you've been in corporate and you've helped people come to the previous company and, and with a bit of a promise that this is where they will be able to thrive. Yeah. Now the fit to me is okay. Here's what the the data tells me that I'm strong at. 
where I could, where there could be a good fit. But the other side of fit is the institution, the employer, the organization itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm hoping there's a trend and you've witnessed it where there's a lot more awareness in regard to the so-called hiring managers who are left in a job out there now that pandemic is starting to wind down, who are saying, wait a minute, we just can't get someone who's really clear about their strengths and then take that person and as a square peg and put them in a round hole or a round peg in a square hole. We've got to look at the conditions, mm -hmm. which Peter and I call the context. We're asking them to onboard and uh, become. What have you been picking up from the companies or other nonprofits, whatever, who have thoughtfully said, yeah, Caitlin, <laughs> if you send someone away who looks like that, we're going to do our part without naming names, you know, but, yeah. or you just send them out and that's up to them to find the signs of a company that's ready, really ready for them. I think culture is such a big thing these days that people are paying a lot more attention to definitely what the culture of the company is. Mm -hmm. um, I think job seekers are being a lot more aware too, and really looking a little bit more into what kind of culture they want to work for and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So especially when I'm you know, marketing and branding a person's resume and LinkedIn for a job, I want to know what their values are and how those will align to to different companies and vice versa, because companies have different values and different ways of working and thinking. And you wanna be able to work in a company where you feel that your skills not only align to the job, but that you'll have fun there because people make or break a company. I really believe the people is probably the most valuable asset. That kind of answer that question? You did, and, and, and that's a big if. You see, all those years I taught management, I was slapped hard in the face a number of times over those years by people who'd say, well, you don't know the real world, or you don't know what a bastard uh, I work for, or you don't know. And then the Gallup studies, which have been going on for, oh, maybe 40 years or more around employee engagement mm -hmm. and other things that Gallup has measured, essentially saying that most people who leave who are really talented, but who leave, leave because they they were not well accommodated. The 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 manager, leader, leadership, plural, the way they affected teams, all of which uh, was very off-putting. And so they would stay as long as it took for them to look and find. And this pattern uh, has now we I haven't seen the new gallops. It'll be coming out, and we're going to see even more of that, I think, more people saying just what you said. Uh, I've, I want, I'm, I'm not begging for everyone to give me TLC and bring me hot coffee in the morning. I'm not, <laughs> I, I want to be, here's what I want to be. I want to be productive in ways that I learn and grow. Yes. I'll get the basic stuff done that you can't automate. Whatever you put, put me in a call center, put me anywhere, but don't tell me to shut off my mind and listen to me if I see something that could be done better. Yeah. That's not a lot to ask, is it? No, no, absolutely not. I think a lot of employees now are looking for, not I think, employees now are looking for self-development. They're looking for more autonomy. 
They're looking to be more self-organizing as teams, mm -hmm. having a lot more voice and the less of the top-down management of like telling, telling people how they should be doing it to the T. People want to be able to be more creative and innovative. Absolutely. And the companies that are realizing that and doing that and giving their employees a lot more freedom are the ones that are at the top. You've uh, only had a few weeks really to, in quotes, send someone out who's been uh, marketed and prepared by you. Have, have you gotten any feedback yet as to how their hires go and what they're hiring people think about what, what they're meaning to them so far, or is it, is it too soon? Um, so the ones that I've worked with, it's been very, very rewarding for the past year. For example, I have a couple of clients right now. They've been looking between six months to a year with no callbacks, mm. no interviews, which can be a little flustering too. I think as a job seeker, a lot of companies aren't, um, some are, some are very good, but we need to do a little better as companies to acknowledge the people that have applied. A lot of people have dead radio silence for months. I hate that. No response. I've hated that for years. It's not just now. It's always been. And I've mm -hmm. occasionally I've picked, I've picked up the phone and, and talked directly to the VP or whoever was responsible for that talent acquisition piece. And I said, you have an imperfect process. It's yes. not, you, you're missing the process. So you don't say, you know, you've got, you're rude and unthink, unthinking, but it's a process and it's easy to build in two or three steps, put it in IT and have IT program it. <laughs> it says beep, beep, beep. You haven't gotten back to Jane Doe. Exactly. And I, I know the legal part is, oh, well, we can't tell her why we didn't hire her. Um, but that's not the point point yeah. is that these folks that you're helping are, are frustrated and what what you're not going to turn around and say well i couldn't help you you're still trying to help them am i still help, trying to help my my the two who are having some difficulty getting oh well that's why they came to me oh this is yeah. before now yeah. you're going to work your magic <laughs> yes yeah, so no responses. Um, and there's typically, you know, some, some immediate things that I look for of why they're probably not getting responses. And with a little bit of help now, thank goodness, they've both gotten interviews and one of them just landed a job last week. So extremely rewarding. <laughs> Very rewarding. What, what would you pick up just on the resume perhaps, or the cover letter or something in the writing side of things? Yes. So for the resume, when I'm looking at the resume, there's the application tracking systems and a lot of resumes don't get through these. So for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, mm. that is a technology used by probably 98% of Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. And it is scanning all of the resumes that come through because no recruiter can sift through truly every application. No way, no. Right, and so resumes need to be tailored to get through that application tracking system. And a lot of job seekers don't realize that that's the first audience. Their audience isn't going to be just the hiring manager on the other end. It is 
a piece of technology. It's an algorithm. <laughs> it's an algorithm. Al you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have to give you a quick aside here. You know how I bring guests to my class um, mm -hmm. every week? Yes. One guest, uh, Mike Borsino, was working at ESPN at the time that I was, he was coming on campus. And uh, he took over a role, a project to help HR at ESPN deal with resumes. He said to the class, this has got to be 12 years ago now, we get about 2 million resumes a year. Yeah. And I think students are going, huh? I was going to work at ESPN. Well, <laughs> you know, why don't you uh, buy a Powerball ticket? You know, the, the odds are about the same. Uh, so that's to stretch the point to say, yes, things that your eye, your trained eye could pick up on that they couldn't see for themselves yet mm -hmm. elevated them to let's give her or him some consideration, which I think is a hell of a gain. And then an offer and accepted Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Ring, ring, the ring the bell, ring the bell. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a good feeling. Yes. Yeah, it is a really good feeling. So yes, helping people get through that first is probably the first thing I look for is formatting and context. How about self-awareness? How about if they still are not seeing in themselves they still looking at, I still want to work in IT, but they really don't have any aptitude. They don't even show a profile for it. And they consist, they insist they want to be next to Ken because some grandfather said, well, you got to be where the action is. Well, this, so you have to coach them on, on changing their um, orientation. Yes. <laughs> I have a client like that right now too. She wants to do something that is very different from what her family wants her to do. Mm -hmm. And I've actually worked a little bit with her family too, to explain why, what she wants to do. She, she's absolutely capable of doing it and then being successful there too probably more successful than if she were to go into a role that she has no interest in. Yeah. So it's a mindset shift for it sure. Is. And for, for sure. her family as well. But there are tens of thousands, maybe millions of parents out there who conceive of a career for their kids, even as they're in their twenties and thirties who keep saying, well, I kept telling you, you know, plastics is where you should have gone. You know, the old um, uh, cliche wow. about where should I take my career? plastics um but, uh, there, there is i'm watching my clock here because i'm really enjoying i hope you're enjoying talking with me but, because we're exploring on several levels but i want to go back to the caitlin level uh you're finding satisfaction you're getting some wins uh what's the trajectory ahead for you how are you how do you see yourself building out uh, because right now it's just you, I assume. And how would you possibly even scale this business out if you needed to bring others in to uh, uh, careers over coffee? There's so much I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so much I want to do. Well, so currently I'm, I'm a certified resume writer and I do want to go back and get more credentials around more of the, the career coaching mm -hmm. aspects so that I can really truly support people. Cause at first it's like, oh, resume writing, it's perfect. But I'm, you know, you quickly learn that that's just one, one piece of the puzzle. You need a lot more pieces to the puzzle. 
to help people in their careers from start to finish. So I'm gonna be going back this year for more education around that and continue to scale with the services I offer beyond just the, the resumes and the LinkedIn and even doing some interview coaching based on my past experiences doing, you know, providing interviews and do more of the helping people understand and especially people who have no idea what they want to do with their lives. I want to be able There's to- a whole lot of people, particularly those who have been kind of dumped out of whatever they were getting a certain amount of money for. And now they're out there. Mm -hmm. I'm free. But, <laughs> but, but what? what do I do? So you've got a mark. You've got a, the, the, the demand is clear out there. Yeah. And, and, uh, and getting yourself more credential is certainly a, a, a very responsible step to take. Uh, mm -hmm. Crossed my mind yeah. that that work that you're doing used to be in the institution, in the career centers of colleges and universities. Yes. Uh, any inclination at all that you'd want to move from being independent businesswoman, mm -hmm. your own boss, to going to work in a college career placement program? I have thought about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, right now, my clients are typically because of my background in IT, they're typically technical and in a corporate environment. So the audience is a bit different. I've worked with a couple college students, but mostly I'm working with people that are either already, you know, starting their career in the corporate environment in IT or are up to the VP level. So it's a bit different of the, the audience, but lately I've also been thinking that I would like to maybe get some more experience truly in talent acquisition. There's so much I wanna do. <laughs> you know, like, what do I wanna do now? <laughs> Caitlin, you know, this, you bring back so many fond memories of uh, we'd be standing outside of Vance 103 after a class and I'd be like getting you all excited about, you know, I bring in these gas and I'd be doing all this crazy stuff and then say, well, what do you really want to do? Well, there's so much I want to do. And I love that. There's more to it than that. There's so much more that I can do and want to do. You, you have a, you are very, you have versatility and you, you don't want to ever lose that. Um, because that's the fun of life. But there's also the pragmatics of positioning yourself where there's a stream of revenue, mm -hmm. a stream of successes, mm -hmm. and it could be in, uh, in back in a talent ex acquisition uh, department or team, as I now call them in, in one of our big companies around here. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, in a university or college where you're in a, in a somewhat secure place, but don't look for security anymore. And I read they're, they're, they're really in, in trouble as an institution the, the economics have tanked for most colleges and universities like ours, at least. And it's going to be real tough for them to even figure out how to staff uh, these various really crucial roles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's another story. But I think back to you. Um, what do you feel about 
working for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How much do you value that, that you, you really strive to keep yourself in that, in that uh, way of being? Yeah, I, I love it. And I had a, I had hesitation. It was, it's a little scary to quit your, your full-time job where you get that bi-weekly salary mm -hmm. um, to kind of go off what you, you just said about security. Mm -hmm. I, somebody said something to me, I can't remember who, but they said, you're not secure owning your own business, and, but you're not secure having a job either. You're not truly secure either way, either way something could happen just like, even though I feel secure having this full-time job, it doesn't mean that they're not gonna let me go tomorrow. You never know, you never know, especially during the pandemic, it changed it a lot for everybody. Terribly, yeah. So it was but, worth the risk and I, I love it. But I, I think that that really puts a, a very nice piece of advice out to the listener for the, this particular episode, because you're not secure in, you're not secure out. But the securing itself, the act of securing mm -hmm. is, your, is your responsibility. It's your obligation. It's your lifetime challenge. Yeah. It, it's not something you come back to if stuff goes wrong. It should be front and center of this answering this question. Is, am I learning and growing to the extent that not only am I achieving results for myself, but I'm I'm achieving results that others would value and pay for, you know, and, and that's the key. Uh, will they value and pay for it and, and come back for more? And in other words, the securing financially has to do with, are we still uh, producing results in this world or can we promise them and deliver them uh, differently than in, in a competitive world differently than most? Is there something that I can do at a, at a, in, uh, ever, better level excellence why why would anyone who spends time and money to go to a college graduate and not have that fire in her or his belly mm. it always bugged me you had it you still have it but i think you, you've got to have it folks listen to the doc <laughs> listen <laughs> listen to his favorite former student caitlin oh <laughs> um, now you haven't What's your opinion on that? I'm, I'm, I'm the one pontificating about how one has to be earnestly responsible for their security. I don't know if you can see the video with the podcast, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yes. Uh -oh. No, <laughs> no like just going to be, just going to be audio. <laughs> <laughs> just audio. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly important and you have to, I mean, well, even looking at people's favorite companies, how are they? Why are they the favorite company? Why are they ahead? Because they are constantly looking into the future and pivoting ahead of the game. They're not reactive. They're mm -hmm. being proactive. And that's exactly how one should be with their career as well. Because nothing is certain. And again, oh, it all goes back to how passionate I am about helping people with their talents and using their talents and keeping them fresh and not wasting them on where the world is going and how valuable they are to that change. That, that is, uh, I, I'm fully on board with careers over coffee. I think you're, <laughs> I think you found the right time. I think you got the right theme, the right toolkit, but also 
more, perhaps more than anything else, you're credible, you're believable, your, your generosity of spirit uh, comes through. And above everything else, without that, it's just another office you walk into and they give you a resume check and all this and then you walk out. But you, you show people that you really are with them on getting to the point of success. And that's, a, that's, a, that's your gift. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, so, so if we, God willing, I'll be here a year from now, health-wise, because I'm, I'm looking at 80 and it's staring back at me and hissing. Oh, no. <laughs> but let's say a year from now. Yeah. As we're closing down on this time. Uh, careers over coffee. Will I still find it on LinkedIn? Will I find you uh, still doing this wonderful stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, I have no plans of stopping doing this work. Even if I were to go, even if five years from now I were to go back to, you know, another opportunity and start something else. I know, I, I think this is going to be one of my, my lifetime ministries of helping people. I really love it. I really love helping people land careers that they love where they can use their gifts. I really, it definitely keeps me waking up every day excited no doubt about it well thank you so much for this inspiration i am inspired and i really am thank you so much thank you this has been so nice to catch up truly so nice it has it's just like old times i know <laughs> thank you Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcasts, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcasts page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon.